0: What's up everybody? Before we get the podcast started, just want to remind you that we have merch for sale. Official podcast merch. You can go to the link in the description of this very podcast and go to our Teespring account and get a shirt, two coffee mugs, and a COVID-19 custom mask with our logo on it. Because why not milk this pandemic for all it's worth financially? So uh, again, the description to our merch is in the description of this podcast. On to the show. everybody, and welcome to episode number 206 of Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries for Sunday, November 15, 2020. I knew I was missing something in the first intro. I say the first intro because I already fucking did this one time, and my computer sucks, and everything went to shit. And um, another thing I'm missing is my co-host. In my co-host, Mike's stead, we have the official podcast, Scab Stephanie. Say hello, Stephanie.
1: We got a chance to re-record it, and you still said the same horrible thing about me? That's well, because so I, hateful. Well, I
0: think it's true, and I think it's funny, <laughs> and I think it's accurate, and I just, you know, I just like it, you there, know? There's,
1: like, a whopping, like, 5% of you out there that like me. I mean, you go out of your way to like, you know, little things in the The Facebook Australians group. like you. Aw, hi, Australians. I specifically like you guys now.
0: Well, we were sent, um, chips... From yes. uh, one of our, our Australian listeners, and you got to eat some.
1: Yeah. I get sent snacks from a lot of your listeners, actually. Oh, my actually. God. And you don't deserve and any. Of it. No. I love my slippers.
0: One of our Swedes sent you slippers. Yes.
1: And a shot glass. You and did a nothing. Out.
0: That was not me hitting her. That was a uh, sound effect that was added in post. It's weird. But yeah, anyway, uh, <laughs> some people might be wondering who the hell. Is this woman, what happened to Mike, when did his balls raise back up in his body, giving in this high-pitched feminine voice? No, I, I shit you not, this is not a parlor trick, this is not Mike. Um, I am in a band that I promote ad nauseum on this podcast, I don't even think you little fuckers go and listen to you wanna preach it. anyway, um, it's called Dancing with Ghosts, and she is the other member of the band, so anytime you've heard any one of our songs at the end of an, an episode, and you hear a female singer... That would be her, and um, we've been on the road together. We've uh, gone through our trials and tribulations together. She's basically like my sister, so that's who she is. She's filled in like what on two or three other podcast episodes uh, more and than some that. bonus it's ones. More, it's more
1: than that, more than that, but it's just very sporadic. It's pretty much whenever you tell me we're doing the podcast today. <clears throat> yeah,
0: <laughs> there's not like a <laughs> will you do it. No. It's, it's you're doing it, and yeah, it's pretty much the extent of it. Which is great because you know you're. You're you're a good trooper, you I, know. I'm
1: flexible. In a
0: pinch, you you'll do.
1: <laughs> that's so hurtful. <laughs> so uh,
0: I ask Mike this every week, so I'll ask you: How have you been doing? You've already discussed this previously, but yes. that didn't. Uh, it didn't.
1: It didn't take. No, so it did not. I'm gonna pretend like this is all shiny and new for you guys. Um, yeah. So how am I doing? Um, things that have been going on with me recently. Uh, my divorce finally went through. Um, that's been like three years separated so it's been a long time coming and what that means for me is that i can finally get health insurance that's so fucking exciting um because for the past three years it basically has affected me negatively on taxes and i've been un- uninsured because it costs way too much they're like hey do you want health insurance for like over 300 a month i'm like suck a dick i don't think so um so I'm like I'll just not get sick hopefully and my arm won't fall Suck off. Fuck
0: a dick. So yep. crude. I know. We have standards yeah. on this podcast. They're very low though. You're not going to come on here and di- <laughs> dictate to me my Dick-tate. my fucking standards. We <laughs> We're a family fucking podcast.
1: That's just not the truth. It's a lowbrow family, so it's fine. It's um, a family
0: on food stamps but a family nonetheless. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, our trailer, it might not be as shiny and fancy as everybody else, but we have family standards.
0: You just insulted about a third of our audience.
1: Hey, I've lived in a trailer, dude, so.
0: Yeah, me too. I (laughs) I lived in a trailer until like three years ago.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So it's not that far off is what I'm getting at. It's kind of based in reality. Anyway, um, other shit that's been going on with me. I've had one of my friends living with me for a little bit for like a month and a half because she's kind of hard on her look right now. And, um, that's been very stressful because it's been her and her 10 year old daughter and their surprise two cats. Um, and that's just been stressful because a lot of important things to me have been going missing around the house. Like my makeup mirror, my socks that I wear with boots, my favorite soup spoon. And yes, that is a thing. Um, I have one and it's a little Asian spoon and it just, it, it, it soups better than everything else. And I need it not to go missing.
0: If you find her whimsy, <laughs> if you find her whimsy, just as annoying as I find it, you can text annoyed to uh, star seven, four, two.
1: But yeah, it's, it's very, uh, it's very hard when all of the, I depend on all these little things. I, I, my life is often made up of all these little things that make me happy. And so when all those little things go missing or aren't where they're supposed to be, I'm not as routine as you are, but I need those things to be where I left them. Otherwise, I freak the fuck out. So I feel a little bit like a refugee in my own home right now, but it's temporary. And I'm just telling myself that it will be over soon. I hope because I'm doing the right thing for my friend, but I'm getting very stressed. So, yeah, that's that's how I've been doing.
0: Well, I've been doing. Fine, I guess. Uh, been drinking more than what I would like.
1: That's that's fine.
0: <laughs> I've returned back to work as a DJ, which with the way this fucking pandemic is going, everything might shut down again for fuck's sake. So I'll be out of work again. Um, but yeah, I've been doing my gigs. And then when I'm at my gigs, the singers are so uh, selfish and self-important that they drive me crazy. They make me want to drink. And so yes. I do drink. Um, and then nights that I don't have karaoke, I will go out and also drink. And the one thing I can say is during the pandemic, uh, I, I only drank like once a week because I really had nothing uh, better or to do. So I was like, I'm not going to go out and I'm not going to drink alone at my house.
1: Well, I mean, so, it's astonishing when you don't babysit the drunk people for a living, how much less you yourself yeah, need to drink.
0: Yeah, well, you know, it d- drives me to drinking. <laughs> as I'm they also, say. Uh,
1: we have the same job, and yeah, no, that's definitely karaoke the case. DJs, baby. Oh, yeah. I got her so, into this cult uh it's amazing what you've roped me into i've, I've, I've gotten
0: you I've, I've roped you into a lot of things i've been your. i've essentially been a cult leader of sorts to you
1: it's, it, it's kind of like a, a a calm level of acceptance on my part because it's just like oh, he's just gonna bully me into something so just you know
0: yes and now you can see a first-hand case study of how uh <laughs> you, if someone can you know be uh Slightly and you know, gently roped into a cult-like atmosphere where the leader just gets her to do a bunch of things.
1: Yeah, and including, like, giving you money. and. B- bitch, so you owe me I
0: right know. now in front of me on my computer. <laughs> Steph owes $260. I know,
1: I'm always giving money.
0: God, you always, always owe everyone money. No,
1: just you. Just you.
0: And and Fark and your mother.
1: That's all because I was sick with COVID. Uh-huh, but I've you never do. owed anybody money in my life. He's, he's putting a very negative portrait out there of me, you guys. I would just like to say I moved out at 18 and I've worked hard my entire fucking life. Did you walk life. up,
0: up uh, Snowy Hill both ways to school?
1: There was no snow. I didn't see snow till I was 18 because my family never went fucking anywhere. Um, like literally the farthest we went from home was Southern Georgia. And we live in North Florida, so that's not far. Um, but yeah, I've gone all over the place by myself or with friends. that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Hard times hit me when COVID happened because I couldn't get unemployment, like unemployment wouldn't cooperate with me. And I've never been on unemployment before in my life either. And, uh, it was either like, and my car payment was all like, oh yeah, we can totally, uh, you know, hook you up. We have all these COVID relief programs. And then when I needed it, they're like, oh, we just ended that. We could totally make your $435 car payment, with an extra 100 bucks and extra interest and da-da-da-da. I was like, fuck you guys. So, yeah, life was not kind, and it took me about six weeks to get completely cleared of COVID because we were spiking here at the time, and there was no test centers that could push things through fast enough. My results were taking, like, 12 to 14 days, and I had to get tested three times. It was not a good situation. So I'm still climbing out of that hole, and uh, it would be nice to finish doing that. The only reason I owe you money is band costing expenditures. That was not personal debt. It was more like, oh, we have a new music video. We need to pay Facebook to promote blah blah I'm Inside swiping through
0: Tinder as you're saying all this.
1: I know. You just put me on the spot, and it made me look bad, and I wanted to clarify with people that I'm not a fucking leech. Um,
0: I mean, you just you just can't care what these people think. You know? That's I what care very
1: think. much that I am not seen as like a... a uh, leech or a useless person that, oh that, no one that bothers me that. at my core stuff like that so. no
0: one thinks that we're at ha- see now we're having like a personal dr phil moment on the podcast Can right you do now it
1: as dr phil
0: you need to take responsibility for your own unhappiness how's that working for you
1: not well
0: all right anyway talking about impersonating someone who who I'm not really not um, we're talking about two uh, OG original Unsolved Mysteries cases this week which I'm sure you guys are very happy about because uh, oh, yeah. I think last week we we had to uh, bore you with the um, the news the season two episode of Unsolved Mysteries uh the the first two episodes the washington insider and the Were death and, death in oslo oh yes they are very bad have you not seen any of the new
1: i've only seen um like two and the first one that i watched i was bored to tears and it was an alien episode and oh I was like,
0: you, that was the worst one. that was the first that one, was I the watched. Worst one from season one that yeah. was the first
1: one i watched and i was like what the fuck is this shit it was so bad i couldn't yep. even pay attention because they would never they would never actually get to the point and tell you what they saw or describe anything it was just a bunch of hillbillies rambling on incoherently it was terrible yeah, um, yeah and then
0: you have uh, mullet donald trump on there
1: yeah and i have you know like i'm nostalgic as heck for all the unsolved mysteries old stuff because you know like i grew up on it too the first time we ever hang out like hung out we talked about it um you know cuz i remember you know, going to bed. My bedtime was right at the time Unsolved Mysteries would come on and I lived in this long house. My house was at the very front, or my room was at the very front of the house. The TV was at the very back of the house and I'd be closing my innocent little eyes ready to go to bed in my room that had burglar bars on the doors and windows because that's comforting. And uh, I would almost be there and I'd be like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do, do 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 And then my eyes would fly open and I would lay there in terror instead of peace. So, yes, those are my fond memories. Very fond. Um, but I do I do, and did love it. Yeah, I, I mean,
0: and, and the new season has... has uh, I mean, the first season had some pretty good cases. Yeah. Uh, you happened to pick the <laughs> very worst case from season one. Uh, but season two is just full of hot garbage, in um, my opinion. It's uh, sad,
1: because I would like to think Unsolved Mysteries helped keep me safe as a very neurotic child. Um, I was so fearful about things that could happen to me that I think they never did because of my fear.
0: Yeah, I mean, I kept I, myself safe. I've said this know? multiple times that unsolved mysteries has definitely, def- it definitely instilled a a paranoia in <laughs> in all who watched. I wouldn't say it was a healthy paranoia, but it was a paranoia nonetheless, and. You know, uh, perhaps I uh, wouldn't have uh, looked left and right when crossing the street yeah. <laughs> had I not watched Unsolved Mysteries. I only would have looked left, and then the rapist would have come from the right, and yeah. there there you go. I
1: mean, my upbringing didn't help. With the burglar bars on the doors and windows, there was a key and a lock, and I remember my mom actually doing drills with me. All right, get the key off off of your curtain. All right, unlock the lock, take the lock off, pick up the, the bars, slide them out. Practice climbing out your window, and she would time me. I wish I was kidding, but I'm not kidding. That's
0: good, though. It
1: is good. Like, my mom was, like, uber prepared for all that, and that was good, but I was also living in constant fear of burning alive or people climbing through my window or, you know, just all sorts of stuff.
0: All right, so we got this guy, Jonathan Kern, that we're going to be talking about this week. This is a fraud case. Uh, As you know, me and Mike both really love the fraud episodes. Uh, In my older years, I've come to enjoy them probably the most. Since, um, I guess it was a real kicking the balls when I found out that the, the Alagash abductions might have been faked, so maybe the UFO one got bumped from my favorite category list. Aww. Um, and then you know, the stuff came out with Diane Lebanek with the Guardian uh tapes and and how you know she claimed that she knew nothing about UFOs and you know she claimed that uh she she uh, the the investigators who went and talked to her said you know she was just so authentic when you talked to her there was no way she was making it up but then you know the i think it was it was some film crew cuz she had Unsolved Mysteries come out there and she had another film crew from another show and one of the film crews pointed out that she had a bunch of books in her basement all about UFOs oh, and all that and this Acting. was this was a woman who claimed to have no knowledge of any of that stuff so it was it was very much uh, and then, you know, then the ghost boy segment. So basically, uh, you know, I don't know. I think his I,
1: faith has been shook as they say
0: They ha- it has been. I do believe in UFOs a hundred percent, but, uh, then, there's some, a lot of the cases on Solved Mysteries. I mean, that's not even to mention the Gulf Breeze UFO, which is the most infamously, uh, botched, uh, job. I mean, it, it's I mean, not. It's not really Unsolved Mystery's fault, but uh, that that one really, really. I mean, they found the little, little paper mache UFO in the fucking
1: <laughs> foam insulation
0: in the dude's attic when That's the new
1: kind of cute.
0: When the new people bought the house, they were up in the the attic trying to fix some problem, and, and then the guy finds this damn paper mache UFO that which used in the pictures uh, that he superimposed over the sky at night or whatever. Well, I
1: mean, like, yeah, I, I fail to believe that with the universe as vast as it is, like, it would be incredibly naive or almost narcissistic to be like, yeah, we're totally the only life out here, but that's, like, fucking intelligent and stuff. Like, I just don't, I don't believe that for a minute. And I've seen some weird things. Like, I, I videoed that thing one time and sent it to you and Harvey that was very strange. And if you'd seen it in person, it was even stranger. Just a bunch of weird lights doing things that lights aren't supposed to do, that planes don't do, that helicopters don't I do. I don't
0: remember that video.
1: It was weird. Well, it was a few years ago. Oh. But. So, I still anyway, remember.
0: this is the case of Jonathan Kern, a fraudster who was impersonating stock car driver Jonathan Palmer. Yes. And his face looks weird, as we've established Dude. earlier. Yeah,
1: we established this earlier, but it got not recorded. Um, Him and the woman in it, they both have like an uncanny valley weird thing going on with their eyes and eyebrows to me. I just am not a fan of their faces. The woman, though, is uh, played by a much more attractive woman in the segment. Which
0: is a typical Unsolved Mysteries uh, thing.
1: Well, I mean, people like looking at attractive people. That's a typical, you want to get hired as an actor or actress uh, be attractive, you know might help there
0: was only one case that I can remember where the actress was less attractive than the real person, and that was the journalist lady who was covering the vampire scene in New York who ended up uh, <coughs> they believe getting mixed up in um she was got got mixed up in drugs and all that and and she probably got murdered, but she was actually uh pretty attractive and I always have to comment on the lady's looks on these episodes because hama. I'm a, a hot blooded male American oh man, and I gotta, if she's pretty, I gotta say something about it.
1: It's important. All right. Moving on. Jonathan Kern is a con artist and another sweetheart swindler who's been working since 1989. That's terrible. I wouldn't want to have been working that long. He wines and dines unsuspecting women throughout Europe, the whole time impersonating race car driver Jonathan Palmer. Which, didn't we establish that that was, like, a pretty, a pretty important race car driver? I don't know shit about racing.
0: I so. mean, he, you know, he's, he was Decently a semi, semi-successful race car driver, I guess. I'm not into yeah. it either, I don't know.
1: But yeah, he's impersonating this guy, uh, Jonathan Palmer, <clears throat> and then robs his lady friends of money he never intends to pay back. In the process, he racks up bills and fees, all in the real Palmer's name. In October 1994, he went to America and met Elizabeth Grzezinski. That's G R Z E S Z C Z Y K. That's I a mouthful. I, 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 I don't speak whatever gook that is, so I apologize. At a, she, he met her, Elizabeth, at a Miami hotel. Um, she had her doubts at first that he was Palmer, as she knew some information about him, which is bizarre, but good for her.
0: Yeah, that's one thing like uh, how did he how like she knew not only that his hair color was different than Jonathan Palmer, but he also knew that Jonathan Palmer was a doctor before he came a race car driver and it's like wow, did he hit the pot of gold or what when when yeah. trying to swindle this person cuz not many people and I'm not trying to be sexist here or anything but especially not many women are going to know all these facts about fucking stock car no, drivers.
1: I could give a So I couldn't less. I couldn't
0: believe that this woman happened to know who this this race car driver was. I
1: feel like that could work more in his like to a disadvantage because then they already they're already set up with some base information about you that you shouldn't falter on. Whereas it'd be much easier, I think, to con somebody that knows nothing about it.
0: Well, I think pre-internet days it was easier to get away with it because <laughs> only so much information was available, and you couldn't just easily pull out your phone and. That is true. You know.
1: Yeah, nowadays, like it's so simple to disprove these shady people. But yeah, she did. Um, she had her doubts at first that he was Palmer. As she, ha- as she knew some information about him. But when she saw his passport, she was certain that he was Palmer. Another person impressed by him was a car dealer who gave him a $78,000 Jaguar free of charge to use while in town. wonder if that guy got fired from his
0: job yeah right
1: (laughs) like larry what the fuck
0: he he at least got like a firm smack (laughs) on the back of the head by his 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 supervisor
1: seriously that's just oh my god i love i love that thing where celebrities get all this free shit from all these companies it's so it's so messed up because they could afford quite literally any of that but you know like those celebrity grab bags it's just to see and be seen in it it's just so ridiculous Um, in fact, everyone at the hotel, including its owner, believed that Kern was Palmer. Soon, he and Elizabeth began a relationship. Then, one week later, he left without paying any of his $3,000 bill. That's a weird timeline that they gave us, but okay. Um, I don't know if they started dating within a week. I don't really know. Eventually, Elizabeth invited him to come and live in her Milford, Connecticut home. At the time, she still believed that he was Palmer. He began to focus on her money and convinced her to accept a personal check drawn on an Italian bank for $8,000, but when it cleared, her doubts subsided. Kern often took trips to Manhattan in a $125,000 Mercedes lent to him by a local dealer and also carried Elizabeth's ATM card. It's kind of weird that he would need her ATM card. I mean, like, that would raise flags in my mind, um... You know, it's like, huh, you, you got your own stuff. Why don't you you, you do you?
0: Also, uh, all these numbers are like, you know, 90s numbers. So yeah. when they say, you know, without paying his bill of $3,000, you can basically like 2.5 2. times that. It's probably like around $7,000 in today's money. Mm-hmm. So the... $125,000 Mercedes is like a quarter of a million dollar Mercedes now, you know. and them, Dude, those 90s Mercedes look like They're ass.
1: ugly. They're not even, I, I don't even get it.
0: They had one in the episode, and, and God, those, I mean, you they
1: know. They look like Bu
0: I'm looking at you right now <laughs> with wide eyes and anger.
1: A lot of anger. He doesn't like it when I do that. <laughs> um... But one day he claimed that his wallet was stolen, so Elizabeth told him to use the money on the card, her card, that he happened to have, which he soon took all of. That's a weird sentence. Um, when he returned, Elizabeth had a change of heart and told him to leave. Oh, she-
0: I, loved the ge- <laughs> I loved the generic argument scene. Yes. So he walks in after the trip and she goes, I, I don't want to do this anymore, Jonathan. And he goes, Elizabeth you'll get the money, okay? You'll
1: get it on Monday.
0: She's like, it's not about the money. It's just not working. We're not working. I want to be done with it. And it's just, (laughs) I I love how uh, they had to, the writers for this segment had to write an argument that was so generic where they're not bringing up any specifics. You know, it's just like, you know, because I guess she doesn't want to share that, like, you know, she's tired of his flatulence while he's in bed, you know, like.
1: I mean, I get that. What I think is particularly funny is how much would it suck to put all this work into acting, pretending to being some to be someone to impress somebody only to have them be like, I don't like that person that you're pretending to be. Yeah, (laughs) like, ain't that some shit? Um, But yeah, basically, so she had a change of heart and she told him to leave when she called the phone number on the bill. The people said they didn't know Palmer. Then she learned that he had been romancing other women while they were together, basically while he was on his quote-unquote trips to Manhattan. Um, Yeah, because, you know, that happens all the time. Finally, a year after Elizabeth's bank cleared the check from Kern, they learned learned that it was no good. Why did it take them a year to figure that out? That's weird. Um, The swindling by by him cost Elizabeth $15,000, so she was forced to file bankruptcy. That escalated quickly. Um, authorities are certain that she was not his first nor last victim and that he is continuing his scam in other places. He is wanted for forgery, felony, criminal impersonation, and larceny. Um,
0: And it looks like it's still unresolved. In 1997, uh, Kern was arrested in Paris, France on fraud charges. A viewer had previously placed him there publishing bogus magazines (laughs) Uh, Elizabeth traveled there to testify against him he was convicted of all the charges and sentenced to prison however he was released before he could be extradited to United States he still has uh, an outstanding warrant for him in Connecticut Elizabeth and the authorities believe that he is still involved in fraud schemes in Europe
1: I mean that's not surprising but yeah this this guy I, I don't know it just it takes it takes some balls and honestly a lot of work I Like, it's hard enough for me to get in, like, customer service mode, and that's just, like, acting for, like, five to eight hours, you know? (laughs) Like, at the end of the day, like, I want to break character and go do what I want to do. I can't imagine having to keep it up, but they, they just eat it up. They think in their minds, I guess, that they're so much smarter than everyone else, and, oh, I've got them tricked. It's some kind of, like, my biological father is definitely a con man, piece of stool sort of individual, and that's definitely in his, uh, way of keeping. Like, these people think they're so much smarter than everyone else, and they get off on that, honestly. Like, these people, I don't understand them.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, uh, impersonating, like, a stock car driver, you know, he wants the fame and fortune and girls and rock star status that comes with that, but, he you know, you don't want to actually put the work into it, and and I just...
1: And he doesn't have the funds to just be a rich asshole, so...
0: You know, I it, it takes... You know, it take like I I take pride in the uh, hard work process that goes into achieving your goals, yeah. and uh, the fact that you know someone would just want to like circumvent all that you know just for all the reward. I mean, that's just not how my brain works. Like I want, I only want to achieve things that I've earned. You know, uh, I don't. I don't ever want anything to be given to me. Now it's one thing if I'm like producing, like say a song, and it happens to fall into the right hands and and it gets a, me a lot of success from that. That's fine because it's still something I've done. But um, to to not like I don't know like that's anyway. That's that's just I. I and, and like, the thing is, is, like, these people aren't, like, murdering people.
1: No, but they're ruining people's lives. They're
0: ruining their lives, but they're not, like, it's, like... Because
1: I guarantee you her life was ruined for years after oh that. Oh,
0: yeah, I'm sure. I mean, fucking... They have enough common sense to know, like, right and wrong in the sense of I shouldn't just kill... Like, a psychopath doesn't even have... doesn't have that. They just kill people and they don't care. These people... These sweetheart swindlers, which is (laughs) an actual category. So it's people who literally, you know, warm up to a a woman and then take advantage of her. Sure, there's a vice versa of that. There's actually a case of these women, these femme fatales, as I think Robert Stack called them on Unsolved Mysteries, who um, basically uh, they meet men at bars, they flirt with them, they take them to a hotel, drug them, like handcuff them to the bed, take their money and, and dip. Cardi B. Cardi B did that?
1: No, <laughs> she, I guess she, uh, she drugged this guy one time and took all his money and stuff.
0: It's sad that it's more, <laughs> it's sad that it's all, it's like the fury first reaction is to just laugh when it happens to a guy.
1: <laughs> but I'm not, I don't get me wrong. I'm not on her side. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, but I'm just, I'm, I'm picturing it in my head. In my head, it's kind of funny a little bit.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like,
1: because he wasn't, like, raped or anything. Like, right. It's not like what happens to women. If they're drugged, it's a whole other ball game, folks. All, all kinds
0: of nefarious things can happen in those cases.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, well, that was the case of Jonathan Kern. What a peckerhead. Um. Hopefully he's, like, he's probably dead by now. Most of the people on this show are are dead. Yes. Because it took place so long ago. And a lot of people on the show were, like, in their 50s and 60s when they were on the show back yes. in, like, 1995, which was, like, uh, 50 years ago, so... You do the math on that one, folks. It got got dark there, but, you know, I just felt necessary. The next case we're going to talk about is uh, this case of this fat piece of mashed potato scoop <laughs>
1: here. There's
0: random, like, screenshot of this dude, and it's like a video, and he's like in mid-sentence, and he's just like, does he he's, even have to do? He, he,
1: he I don't know. I it's think. these
0: stupid videos that are just popping up on this wiki. Uh, it's a case of Roger Dean. Uh, it's a very fascinating case, I thought. Yes. Um on the morning of November 21st, 1985, a mass gun-wielding intruder broke into the Littleton, Colorado, home of 51-year-old Roger Dean and his wife, Doris Jean... DJ, which is what they call her.
1: They call her that, but Stack kept calling her DJ, like some kind of foreign well, announcer. Well, he, is, DJ. A, he <laughs> is a consummate
0: entertainer. He was probably, you know, going, he was probably himself going into radio DJ mode. <laughs> DJ Doris Dean. No,
1: it, it just, it reminded me of like, I don't know, DJ. It was so buzz. Yeah, you,
0: you really got hung up on the name. Uh, I did. Name. It was weird. I, I literally paid no attention to it, but you, you, uh and your. Watch
1: it. Listen to it. It's weird.:
0: You have Asperger's.
1: That's not proven.:
0: <laughs> Anyway, at around seven am, uh, Roger um, called Dora or uh, DJ, called her out of the bathroom and she came face to face with him, and the intruder kind of like jumps out from behind the door, and he forced the, the intruder forced Roger to tie his wife up in blindfold her. He then took Roger to another room where they talked to each other. Unfortunately, DJ could not hear what they were saying. Um, Then a few minutes later, the intruder returned and demanded to know how much money DJ had in her savings account. He then looked through several drawers and left the room after hearing a noise. Roger told him that he had $30,000 in the bank. They left to go to the bank. As they were leaving, however... The intruder just was like, fuck it, and then fired a <laughs> shot at Roger, striking a banister, but uh, it, like, ricocheted and hit his hand. So as uh, Roger went to flee him, he was shot multiple times at point-blank range. Uh, he still tried to run. However, he collapsed on the driveway and died. The killer fled the scene in his car, leaving the mass behind. From the start, investigators investigators were struck by several oddities surrounding the case. Roger had twine fiber embedded in only one wrist, meaning that he had never been tied up by the killer. He, also, he was wearing contact lenses when he was shot. In an upstairs bedroom, police found his glasses with duct tape attached, giving the appearance that he was blindfolded. These were red herrings the investigators believed to throw them off, you know, what really was possibly going on. Investigators believed that Roger hired an individual to come over to his house, abduct him, take him to the bank, Withdraw thirty thousand dollars from his account and leave him somewhere with it, or leave him somewhere with it to himself. Investigators learned that in the year prior to his death, he had taken nearly thirty thousand dollars from his business and deposited it in a private account without DJ's knowledge. The investigators learned from neighbors that Roger was seen in his garage at seven a.m. on the morning of his of his murder. This was odd because on weekdays, he normally left his home no later than 6.15. Yeah,
1: he's literally just chilling with a cup of coffee, wandering around his garage, because that's very normal.
0: Playing pocket pool, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Playing with his puds.
1: Oh my God, don't ever say puds. Who
0: dresses like he does (laughs) at seven in the morning? He's wearing he's wearing these khaki slacks
1: overachievers
0: with with a button down, like one of those nice, you know, old man shirts tucked in with a belt on like at seven a.m. Who the fuck dresses like that?
1: Meanwhile, I go to the grocery store in sweatpants and no bra. And, you know, that's fine enough for me.
0: And no shirt. Mm, I mean (laughs) so just sweatpants and that's it
1: (laughs) I mean if I thought it would actually like you know not get me arrested and maybe get me some free groceries hey.
0: shit I'm I'm sitting around nine nine times out of ten wearing basketball shorts and some loose fitting t-shirt of some kind this is true so, anyway, this, this dude, Roger, standing outside his garage 45 minutes after he would normally be out there. He's playing pocket pool in his pants. I don't... <laughs> I'm just adding that detail for, for sensationalism. I don't know if that part's true or not. So, this led investigators to believe that he was waiting for the killer to arrive. And that opening the garage door was a signal for him, uh, basically, to be like, Hey, come on in, baby. Now's the time yeah. to stage this robbery. Roger's family, however, could not believe that he was involved in his own death. The families never are. No. They never they, they never can believe it. So, you know, I do
1: want to know why this guy shot him if that was the case, like because he didn't have any of the money yet. I would believe if you hired a guy to do something like this and they bring you to the bank and you have the money on you, yeah, they might off you then. But I don't know yeah. what the motive would have been for him to shoot him at this stage if that's the case. That's weird.
0: So they tried to move on with their lives, DJ and her daughter. Then five years later, on July 21st, 1990, DJ received a threatening letter from someone claiming to be uh, her her husband's killer. The writer demanded $100,000 from her. He claimed that if he did not receive it, he would kill her daughter, Tammy. DJ and Tammy notified the police and the FBI. They believed that the writer was the killer, so they put them under protection and surveillance. On July 27, 1990, the extortionist called as planned, demanding money that Roger owed him. The FBI traced the call to a phone booth in nearby Denver, However, he was gone by the time police arrived, which is not surprising because that's how the fuck
1: payphones worked <laughs> in
0: the 90s when you could still harass someone anonymously, the good old days. You
1: sound a little salty that that's not an option for you now.
0: Actually, I think if you dial star 67 and then your phone yeah. number, it, is, it will be a withheld phone number.
1: Something like that.
0: But who? But it comes up on your phone as unknown. Who's going to answer an unknown number? Old people. Maybe, but back in the day, your phone just rang. There was no indicator on it of who was calling. Yeah. So you just, hello, and then, you know, you could harass someone however you wanted. The good <laughs> old days. You remember. Um, so, yeah, he was gone by the time police arrived. After nearly a dozen phone calls, the extortionist told DJ to go to a supermarket 20 miles north of her house and wait for further instructions. That's
1: too far, dude.
0: With an FBI agent hidden in her car, which was kind of hilarious in that- the reenactment.
1: It was. He was like tucked on the floorboards behind her seat, just kind of like chilling back there. He's like,
0: "Okay, okay, <laughs> DJ, don't be nervous." <laughs> as I'm creepily sitting back here, whispering in your ear, uh, and there are also surveillance b- vans nearby. She attempted to lure the exter- uh, extortionist to lure the extortionist. She attempted to lure the extortionist into a trap. <laughs> After a few minutes, a phone call came in at the payphone. The extortionist gave her instructions on where to drop the money. He told her to leave $100,000 in an alley behind an apartment complex in downtown Denver. At 10 p.m. on August 19th, 1990, Wicked Wicked DJ left the money at the spot. The extortionist later called Tammy at their house, claiming that they'd done fucked up and they did not follow (laughs) his instructions. He also said that he would hurt her because of it. The money was never picked up, and the extortionist never contacted the deans again. The deans still hope that the killer can be found
1: now, I have theories I don't honestly believe that this guy was the original killer. I think this could have been anybody hoping to make a quick buck that had known anything about their case because it seemed like he didn't give any like too too exciting of details. He just knew oh i've got I know you've got a daughter and She's blonde and attractive and just like, you know, the details wouldn't have been hard to figure out. Um,
0: well, with unsolved, Myst- what we were uh, doing. with unsolved mysteries cases and police reports and shit in general, like sometimes there's details that they can't mention yes. on TV. So in those notes that, that were written, I mean, he probably said some stuff that only the killer would know police. I,
1: I guess
0: the police purposely withhold details from the media to help them catch the killer, because uh, when they do apprehend someone who mentions a detail like, oh, yeah, you know... Um, for instance, one of the sweetheart swindlers, um, they... Unsolved Mysteries and the police, they withheld the fact that this guy was really known, well-known for being a good magician. And when... Um, the guy called the helpline to say who he thought the sweetheart swindler was he's like oh yes he said something about the fact that oh and he's great at doing magic and at that point uh-huh. they knew he was legit the tip was legit because they did not tell the public that bit of info Fair enough. i think that's what the case was here
1: but yeah because they it just based on what we were given i was like that just seems weird. Like they had a hard enough. He had a hard enough time trying to get thirty thousand dollars out of them, and now he wants a hundred thousand. And so, other things that are not mentioned here is apparently together DJ and.
0: Well, I was going to read all that.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't know it was in there.
0: Um. So, under the suspects tab, it says the killer is described as a white man, approximately six foot. He was between twenty and forty years. Well, that's helpful. Years of age in nineteen eighty five. He's uh, between 20 and 40 and anywhere in between, so that's like, you know, what, uh, 12 million (laughs) white men. Uh, His car was believed to be a 68 Pontiac or a 78 Oldsmobile. He is believed to have an extensive vocabulary. Investigators have noted that they they have both DNA and a partial fingerprint belonging to the killer. However, they have yet to receive any matches. Investigators are not certain if the killer and the extortionist are the same person. They believe that the letters were written by a man and woman working together, because as, as I said uh, earlier to Stephanie in one part of the note, the person complains of having an itchy vagina, so that's oh how they knew God. it.
1: I was just going to say, perhaps it's us. I mean, it's a thought.
0: Oh, like perhaps it's you, the podcast?
1: No, I was talking about a guy and a girl co-writing together. Oh my God. It could have been us.
0: Anyway, I tried to make a joke. It didn't land, and then you just buried it with word salad.
1: That's what I'm supposed to do, because However, It wasn't funny.
0: However, Tammy has stated that she believes the writer was connected to the killer because the letters contain details that only the killer knew. See, that's what I was saying. Okay. Ow! That wasn't a slap. I added that in post. I Ow, added that too. Dirt stone. <laughs> <Ow>. Fucker.
1: <laughs> Mike, be glad that you can't be this close. He hits and, I do, I do and hit. he smells I and don't. bites
0: blood fart anyway um <laughs> so this uh an unusual move uh okay the case first aired on november 6 1991 in an unusual move it was inexplicably categorized by the show as the unexplained instead of the more logical unexplained death oh that is yeah. interesting because usually they save the unexplained for ghosts psychics
1: uh-huh. ufos
0: and stuff like that so that, that's an interesting, is, is, interesting little is, side is, note
1: so the unexplained is its own category yes okay
0: like i said it's ufos ghosts okay. paranormal stuff and this is not paranormal. No. Um, the result of this unresolved. Fortunately, the extortionist never carried out his threats against DJ and Tammy. However, uh, he was never identified nor was a killer. I mean, they say fortunately, but Jesus Christ, these people have to live their whole lives yeah. being terrorized of when this might happen, this looming yeah. threat.
1: Are they being watched? You know, all that jazz.
0: Um, he was never identified never identified nor you're, was the killer. You're
1: doing great investigators
0: honey. no longer believe that the extortionists and the killer were the same person as he got uh, several of the facts wrong when contacting the deans. Oh. So you might be onto something there. Might have been an opportunist who's like, Oh, I'm that's, gonna you know, it's on the I've, news, I'm gonna try to That's
1: exactly what I'm thinking.
0: Investigators have noted that they have several suspects, including the son of Roger's secretary, whom he allegedly had an affair with prior to his murder. Uh, He matched the description of the killer and was angry with him over the affair. Police stated that they have not ruled him out or his mother out as suspects. Another theory police have investigated is the possibility that the killer knew about Roger's embezzlement from his company and planned to blackmail him. Investigators also noted that there are at least six suspects in this case that they have yet to collect DNA samples from. These suspects have refused to have their DNA collected.
1: Well, what I was going to mention earlier that you said was in here that isn't in here, because you don't know what I'm thinking. Um, Other parts that were in the episode that they didn't mention here was that apparently um, DJ and What's-His-Nuts had two children, so they had the daughter and then they also had a son who had died two years prior from a car accident. And then, like, pretty shortly after that, her own parents died. And then her husband gets killed. So she's just, she's had a time. Yeah. She seemed very emotionless in the uh, She was
0: probably highly segment. sedated.
1: I would imagine. I, I would imagine at that point. That's, Your
0: dumb bone fingerprint hand fingers are on my arm.
1: That's so weird. I don't know how that happened since I didn't hit you. Um, but, yeah, that lady seemed heavily sedated. Uh, throughout the segment which I guess is kind of what you'd need at that point like lots of therapy and some not give a fuck medications because that's that's a lot give me pills
0: that make me not feel
1: but it's interesting that Unsolved Mysteries didn't either know or say anything about the affair because yeah no, no shit he was definitely up to some shady some shady things to have been put in the positions that he was like taking money and not telling the wife about it he was up to things he was gonna have a full-blown mistress on the side or just leave her and take his mistress on vacation or any number of things. That's totally what was going on. And they on. didn't
0: mention in the article, but she even said on the episode that th- their marriage w- was, mm-hmm. you know, they had they were having
1: issues. Yeah, she said that, but n- we didn't get any other information about it. Um, but yeah, yeah, that that segment is truly, it, it, its it's a mystery, but I feel like I have some of the answers, like, but I feel like they... Never just found the guy who could blow the lid off the case.
0: I guess they didn't have enough, uh, like evidence to uh, get like a warrant for yeah. the DNA of the suspects. Yeah,
1: they probably didn't. And and I think the guy who was um, basically blackmailing her toward the end—I don't think it was the killer, but I do think it's probably somebody that's never really been a con artist before because it seemed like he didn't have a lot of gumption to. St- And, you know, the stick-to-itiveness, it just seemed like he was new at this, thought he was smarter than he was, and got in over his head, so he peaced out before he got caught. That's what I think.
0: Yeah. Because, you know, he called up Tammy after DJ dropped off the brick of money, and he's like, you didn't follow the rules. Now I'm going to have to hurt you.
1: Yeah, I think he got spooked, even though the money, it was real money from what I could tell.
0: Which to me, uh, I'm gonna, now I'm gonna have to hurt you. It sounds like he's gonna walk up to her and pinch her really hard no. or something. Um, Ow. Oh God, don't make fun of my late grandmother. Um, so many in, inside jokes here. Um, yeah. So uh, I yeah I think uh, he just assumed that the uh, FBI were probably involved, and as soon as he you know. Because, I mean, you know, what, what? what's the first thing you're going to do if you get a threatening letter? You're going to fucking call the cops. You're not going to, like, keep that shit a secret. Why? Yeah,
1: yeah and it's funny because he didn't even mention it like, no coppers. Or at least he yeah, didn't.
0: Yeah, they didn't make that uh, known or clear in the episode. Yeah. You Chances know.
1: are he was probably, like, driving near the parking lot, saw too many vans, and was like, nah, fuck this. And yeah,
0: I, or, or he just chickened out, whichever. Yeah. I mean, it sucks for her, man. That that That, that feeling of being terrorized constantly is a awful feeling i had this like nightmarish uh, uh former uh coworker that worked as a, a karaoke dj with me and um he trained me partially although he didn't really teach me that much cuz i already knew everything but but he insisted cuz he, 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 he had such a napoleon complex he insisted that he needed to train me also i needed to go through three different training processes before i was ready to fucking We're on a goddamn karaoke (laughs) gig, which is not difficult by any stretch of the imagination. And uh, he, like, I pissed him off, and uh, he started like stalking me at my gigs, dude. He would like show up to my gigs, and he he would would,
1: watch you. He would watch
0: (laughs) me all night and take and take notes. And then he would give me the notes at the end of the night on how I could improve my performance.
1: There was literally a gig that this guy called out of once and Josh filled in. And I went up there just to like hang out and dick around. And the guy literally showed up to the gig that he called out of and just watched him from across the room. <laughs>
0: yeah. You, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. you. Were, <laughs> that, yeah. It, and that was pretty fucking recent too. He called out of a gig and then I covered that gig I didn't want to because I knew he would probably show up and he did which and he hung out with his buddies all night and it's like the this this um passive intimidation that he always tried to do with me and um you know I just that feeling every time I saw him my stomach would drop because I just had so much disdain for him and his creepiness Mm -hmm. my boss had to tell him stop stalking Josh at his fucking gigs and he's like I'm not doing anything wrong I'm just going there and it's like dude you are insane if in your spare time that's how you want to spend your time
1: oh yeah no that's not that's not a thing that normal people do I don't I would never go to work period if I didn't have to be there like that's a weird thing to do cuz that that incident was um That was actually before I was a DJ, I think, because that was was. at that pool hall. That was a long time ago. Yeah,
0: that place sucked. That that was one of those smoking inside places. I'm so glad they've Mm -hmm. done away with most of those in in Jacksonville. I
1: don't miss those.
0: All right, moving on. We got the perks of being a Josh Flower. (laughs) So, uh, as you know, I uh, stumbled upon my uh, diaries that I wrote in on Zanga.com back in the day. Um, I started when I was like 14 or 15, and I... Did it all the way till I was like 24, so it was basically 10 years of my life. And I've been reading through these diary entries, and they're pretty fucking cringy. And um,
1: I'm excited because I've missed most of these, so this I will, will, be fun
0: I for will me. make the um, the the um, you
1: what? should put a little theme song before this. I know I need, to, I, I, need, I
0: need to come up with a Josh Flowers theme, but I will make the uh, what's the the thing you say, God, my fucking brain from drinking for four days yeah, straight. Yeah, his brain's
1: not good today, guys. Uh,
0: the uh, <laughs> precaution or the uh, uh, d- disclaimer. Uh, yeah, disclaimer. I'll make a disclaimer that uh, I, I, I use the word gay and and fag freely uh, in a lot of these. I was I was not a very woke individual when I was younger. I was a fucking little stupid idiot. And uh, I was just basically a, a horrible person. So um, I apologize in advance if uh, any of that is read. And it and it, it offends you. Just know that I'm not I'm not like that now. So um, here we go. I'm ready. Sunday, May fifteenth, two thousand and five. Hello, nasty. Yesterday was fucking sweet. I went out to the Bacardi picnic, which involved food. Kick ass. Then I went home and sat around. <laughs> <laughs> and then I talked to Casey online, and we rekindled our love for one another. That's all. That's all it took. Man, was one online session and we rekindled our love for one another that's how easy it is guys um then i went out with kaylee and her friend and we drove around shooting people with silly string and driving really fast damn it was fun then i came home had a bowl of cookie dough ice cream and then went the fuck to bed
1: that's like today
0: (laughs) that i mean honestly that sounded like a really fucking awesome day so far um i actually remember going out with my friend kaylee and her friend was amber and god she was hot and Uh, She graciously made out with me. Uh, It was it was either that night. Yeah, because I was like fat and gross. So her (laughs) her doing that was amazing. Um, And so, yeah, that was a, you know, so. So, yeah, this was a positive day in my life. It's not over yet, apparently. Now it's Sunday and I'm bored. Oh, my God. And we also went to Target yesterday and I fucking saw Miss Warden. Now, uh, if you guys have been keeping up with this, Miss Warren was the math teacher bitch of mine who refused to pray for my dad to get a job at Bacardi. And she was also the (laughs) chick. uh, She was. Oh, no. Budweiser. She was also the lady who um, uh, was like, why are you keep laughing at me? And I was like, oh, Miss Warren, they're probably laughing at you because you get mad over the, the smallest things. And she's like, Josh, that's bordering on disrespect which is you know so that's the same lady so i saw miss warden oh my god she looks even uglier outside of school and she had on these capris dude her ass is like the size of a fucking table (laughs) and her hair was short like a dude's hair Ooh, it was so nasty she's so fucking gross and she was there with her daughter which was even nastier because her daughter looks exactly like her yeah but that was that wasn't that. that okay that OK, so today I'm probably just going to do nothing. Dude, I haven't heard anything about that Bacardi job. I hope I am getting it. Oh, yeah. My friend Zach called me and apparently he got drinking. He got caught for drinking at his friend's house. And so now he's like super grounded. His grandparents were pissed. So pretty much no hanging out with him anytime soon. OK, well, that's it in the life of me. I feel a lot better today, which is good. OK, I'm out. You fucking whore. Very aggressive. I like end that, to you that
1: talk down to your to your diary also i like the fact that you wrote out you and uh super with an h yeah not an not an r
0: so um (laughs) that bacardi job i did end up getting it that was one of the worst jobs i've ever had in my life um
1: did you pray for it
0: uh probably i still had some (laughs) semblance of, of of faking my belief in god back then um that job i worked on the quality assurance line i've already told mike about this but basically i just had to inspect irregular bottles like there might be like an off-center label or a ding in the cap of the of the bottle do bacardi and i guess most other alcohol companies are so anal about brand their how their bottle looks and they want everything to be fucking perfect Mm -hmm. um So that job was fucking 10 hours of just hell in a loud, very monotonous, in a hot, loud factory. You had to wear earplugs because it was so loud in there. You couldn't talk to anyone because it was too loud. There was no point. You were dead dog tired because you had to be, work started at like, God, I want to say like 5 a.m. is that's, when it started. So I had to wake up at like 3.30. That's my
1: bedtime. Oh, I
0: know. Trust me. It was miserable. And you got paid $10, hours, which was, uh, $10 an hour, which was a lot. That at, was a
1: lot back then. For
0: me at the time, that was a lot. But yeah. fuck, man. Like, good Lord. Um, and then Zach was my friend who I literally did everything bad with. Like, I, <laughs> everyone has that bad influence friend growing up. For me, it was Zach. Like, Zach was the first guy I drank beer with. He was the first guy that I, I think I smoked pot with. You, any any kind of trouble that I got into, Zach was always that guy. And now Zach isn't doing so great in life. I still keep up with him. I'm shocked. Yeah, I feel bad for him. Um, I didn't
1: have those friends in high school, but I did in middle school. But I knew even then, I was like, these aren't permanent friends. Like, this one girl would, like, sew boys' initials into her arm and other things. I was like, I... You're not going to hang around forever. <laughs> you're a temporary friend until I find good real ones. So I'm glad I didn't have any of those in high school because I uh, me and my friends were nerds. We didn't do a lot, really.
0: All right. Moving on. Uh... Oh,
1: you're giving them another.
0: Oh, yeah. I usually do like three or four of these. OK. All right. This is Wednesday, uh, May 18th, 2005. Fuck. OK. Today was great. Yesterday was kick ass, too. Today, I took my final and then went to my friend Sutton's house and we all hung out and then I drank a wine cooler and three shots of Jose Cuervo. I was fucked up. <laughs> I, went back, I went back to school. <laughs> yeah, this sounds this sounds about right for who I would turn into in the, in the future. I went back to school messed up and everyone could tell. I tried talking to Casey, but I don't remember anything except I said I love you. I can't remember a lot of stuff, and now my throat fucking
1: burns! You're a baby.
0: Good Neptune, it hurts.
1: It says good Neptune.
0: I feel like I want to throw up. I hope I can see that Amber girl again. She's so cute and sweet. She's got yellow eyes, hot, with a bunch of teas. Okay, yeah, so that's about it for now. God, my throat burns!
1: It just sounds like maybe you had something else going on with you.
0: I remember that day. That was that was an awesome day. We took our finals. <laughs> we went to my friend's house, and just as I described, we, we took shots, I, and... You So you
1: left school and went back?
0: Yeah, there was some break that they allowed us to have. And yeah, I was very much buzzed when I went back to school. And uh, Casey said something to the extent of, uh, you fucking loser or something like that, because she knew I was drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was kind of a pretext for uh, what would happen for Joshie in the future with his little alcohol problem, which I totally have under control now.
1: Yeah, it's totally good.
0: All right, Saturday, May 21st, 2005. Okay, you know what? Casey, this mudslinging is so old now, okay? I got your point, you got mine. This is so stupid. I'm ready for it to end. Now, let's just both forgive and forget and know that bad things happened in the past, but we can have an okay future if we just stop arguing and getting angry at one another. There is no point. Just calm down, and I'm just gonna back off from you, and maybe someday we can talk again But for now, let's just stop talking to each other because it's only making the wounds run deeper and I'm tired of being hurt by your comments and I'm sure you're tired of my stupid ass remarks too, so let's move on. And I'm serious this time. No more fucking comments from me at all. I'm backing off you because you obviously want it that way. I'm so sorry. Okay, now let's end this. What do you say? All right, this next one is from uh, Tuesday, May 24th, 2005. Exhales. Today was pretty fat or P-H-A-T fat um i went to the mall with josh and i saw cherish and megan and megan was like wearing nothing ew it was creepy whatever dude i was i was completely attracted to megan why am i acting like i was creeped out by that she was hot and cherish was hot too then i spit my gum at her (laughs) 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 all right then we went to books a million then we went to see kingdom of heaven that movie fucking sucked I've never seen a two and a half hour piece of shit worse than this. <laughs> Boring, old. It's like a movie you would see on the, that TBN channel, uh, Trinity Broadcast existed. Network. Oh, God. Oh, my God. It was horrible. Then on the ride home, my dad explained to me how everyone pretty much takes advantage of him, <laughs> which was true, which pissed me off. Just random people will ask for his help, and he would just dedicate his time and energy into helping them. And now I'm here doing nothing. I studied my German CD today. That was gut. Thanks, Katie, for helping me out with the song. It's a and track. I gotta shit. Oops. Wow. I gotta go real bad. Um, That I,
1: sounds like you just yeah, shit your pants.
0: I think that's it. I almost had a panic attack in the movie. That was discouraging. My fucking pills are, like, losing their potency, which is also discouraging. Job orientation Thursday. Work Tuesday. Sweet ass. I'm saving up for a Rickenbacker bass guitar. That's the bass guitar Geddy Lee from Rush uses, or he used to use it. Now he uses a Fender jazz bass which has dead sucky tones, so I don't like it. My hair is a good three and a half inches long. It's getting there. I'm going to get it highlighted just for a change. I'm tired of brown, and I'm going to work on my tan. Those, <laughs> those would be good ideas. Today was actually not boring, so that's good. I'm taking life step by step, man. I got no future ambitions. I'll dick around with this Zanga later. Uh... Now, see, I feel like a successful person that ended up in a successful band would have already been... Now, Us. I was practicing Us. music at this time, but yes. like... I, the the I, fact
1: that you boldly said you have no future ambitions is concerning.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I joined my first band when I was 15, so it's not like I haven't been trying this no. whole time. Uh, all right, I'll read one more and then we'll uh, wrap this up. Yeah, when Mike's on, yeah. we blather so much. It's only coming in an hour so far.
1: Well, I mean, we had to do a whole redo, so...
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, let's see here... Oh, wow. This one says, did you see the new Star Wars movie? I don't know if I want to see it or not yet. Yeah, I got to make a shirt that says I want to be a Jedi on it also. Yeah, that must have been when um, I think episode three was coming out. Uh Uh-huh. 2005. Um, All right, I guess this is the last one I'll read and then we'll wrap it up. Thursday, uh, May 26, 2005. Hello, Zanga. I went to my orientation today and it was pretty cool. I'm going to be on QA, which is quality control. I basically have to pour out the alcohol with defected labels. So, 10 hours of that will be great. You weren't wrong. But I will make a lot of money, though. After my orientation, we went home and I watched Unsolved Mysteries. Hey, (laughs) I told (laughs) y'all, motherfuckers. I told y'all. I watched Unsolved Mysteries. Then me and my dad went to the mall in search of a lava glow Darth Vader. Okay. But alas, (laughs) we could not find it. I saw a lot of interracial couples there, (laughs) which confused me. <laughs> uh, oh! Then we went to Foot Locker, which is
1: don't read that.
0: Oh wow, Josh, you are my friend. Ooh,
1: ooh, don't read that.
0: My God, yeah. Anyway, oh, I don't think I can.
1: I don't think you can read the rest of this.
0: <laughs> All right, dude. Like I said,
1: Josh has a lot. Of, has had a lot of growth.
0: I have had a lot of growth as a person. I have. And and th- th- this was not a good this was not a good thing. I can't I can't even read that, dude. No. That that is yeah. I I, I was a stupid kid. And I said stupid shit. And uh, this is a a fine example of something that I am glad is not on the internet anymore. Wow. Okay.
1: Jesus. Yeah, this is exactly what somebody would want to dig up. Well,
0: we're going to wrap up <laughs> this podcast Maybe now. just
1: delete
0: that whole thing. Uh huh that was uh that was not that was not a oh
1: you could read
0: that one that one's good what this one yes. oh okay yeah so we'll do one more yeah. friday <clears throat> may 27 2005 hello zanga well i'm watching unsolved mysteries on lifetime now hey that show is so freaking creepy i love every minute of it oh my god it gave me goosebumps so i'm supposed to go to the mall today or something with my friend jeremy that will be cool if any of y'all want to meet us up there, we can hang out and bone if you're a chick. <laughs> did that ever work? Nope, it never did. <laughs> never did. And I don't know why. You know, if you're a female and you saw that, hey, if you want to bone, That's hang up hot. Yeah, I mean, why were the chicks not running to me? I don't know. I need more I need money, man. I can't wait until my first paycheck. Three hundred and fifty dollars. Sweet. Katie, could you please work on that song box for me? I will that was some feature on Zango I won't bore you with. Okay, I'm bored, so I'm going to go play something on something. I don't know, I'm bored. Did I mention I'm bored? Bye, and then not a woke word. Yeah. Okay, well, that little bit does it. Um, Cool. Um, So, yeah, that is the podcast. (laughs) I'm just trying to mark the next one, the next journal entry for the podcast, so I know. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope you enjoyed the cases. I hope you enjoyed my diaries.
1: Oh, my God. I
0: hope you enjoyed Stephanie and her body, her
1: baddie. Touch my baddie. I do that.
0: Um, but we are off to try to record some vocals for our new song. We got a new album coming out. But, you know, these days it's easier to just drop single after single rather than a whole album that way. It's it... not
1: that it's necessarily easier. It's that you will likely <clears throat> get greater traction or success doing it that way. And each of those songs get gets more attention than it would released on an entire album
0: yeah it's just you know people don't listen to music the way they used to so instead of just dropping the whole album like what i would like to do so you guys just get all this new material just at once um you're gonna it's gonna get kind of leaked out because that's that's literally honestly the the best way to take advantage of um the uh listenership basically so That's how we're going to do it.
1: They have short attention spans, and so they can thoroughly enjoy one track longer and probably listen to it more than they would uh, an entire album. But we will have that album coming out. Um, we, have a, we have a release date for it, but I'm not going to give it away yet.
0: Oh, I was going to give it away. Oh,
1: okay, give it away.
0: Uh, March 19th is when we're projecting the new album to drop.
1: And that's the day before my birthday. So it's kind of a big deal.
0: But in, um, until then, we're going to be dropping... Yeah. Like yeah. pretty much almost all the yeah. fucking singles. There's there's only gonna be a few songs that probably won't be released yeah, but before the official It'll
1: give you a good idea. And honestly, like there's not one song on this entire album that I don't think is just fantastic. And I'm I'm so so excited for that.
0: Um I'm excited for you guys to hear it. Yes. You know, the ones that give a shit at least. Yes, um, yes, yes. So um, yeah, I mean as far as the band's concerned, if anyone cares, uh we have uh we're gonna be doing a lyric video for the song Circles soon uh
1: we're shooting it this coming weekend yep in
0: orlando actually yeah if you're from orlando you live in orlando and you want to like hang out let us know we're going to be there um this saturday uh november 21st uh tell us where where are the cool hangout spots we're trying to network we want to you know hand out
1: we want to drink and talk to people. Hand out our
0: business cards, sticker some places, promote, do the things, and um, yeah, so that that'll be cool and Shake fun. Shake
1: hands, kiss babies safely, babies that are in bars with their little masks. I want to
0: kiss women. Yeah.
1: Hey. Okay,
0: but yeah. Anyway, if you want to check out more Dancing with Ghosts, the band, you can check out uh, us on Spotify. You know, Dancing with Ghosts. D a n c i n g with G o g h o. Damn it! We- I fucked up. It's spelled. It's dancing with ghosts. It's spelled the way it sounds. I just.
1: If you don't know how to spell it, I'm sorry. D-A-N-C-I-N-G space W-I-T-H space G-H-O-S-T-S.
0: There you go. And uh, we're on YouTube. I'm always promoting my YouTube channel. It's YouTube.com slash Dancing with Ghost. You can go there for um, our music video content. But I also do individual content. The last video that I did on there was the Dalai Lama dropped an album in July.
1: I saw the thumbnail for that, and I was really confused, but I haven't watched it yet.
0: Yeah, the Dalai Lama, <laughs> the spiritual leader of the Tibetan people. Uh, I bet
1: it's enlightened fire.
0: Uh, oh, it's that, hot, it's that hot hum I want to hear his hot
1: take on everything. Spiritualism. It's just
0: the most generic uh, platitudes uh, and, and just random language gobbledygook.
1: Was it better or worse than Macho Man Randy Savage's album?
0: Dude, I've got to listen to that album. He, put, that- he he put out a rap <laughs> album. I keep forgetting about that. It
1: was, if you guys haven't heard it, I strongly recommend you seek that out. Make sure to have a couple shots beforehand or do it. Well, Don't do it anytime it feels cringy because you'll just get alcohol poisoning. Um, but definitely check that out because it's hilarious.
0: Yeah, and, and that's been like a myth and a legend amongst my group of friends e- ever since high school. Oh, even it's real,
1: it's real. And I'll, I'll, I'll,
0: my friend Derek first told me about. It. I'm like, does he like rap about wrestling? He's like, yes, he does. Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, oh my god. <laughs> so anyway, that is uh, the podcast. Um, all right, yeah. Until next week. Uh, sorry, this one's a little short, but you know, Mike rambles a little bit longer than uh, Stefania does. Um, she's going back in her cage now and I need to put no, water I need to put water in her you bowl. You never clean
1: out my cage.
0: Stop defecating in it then. I'm telling
1: people that you don't clean out my cage. I'm reaching up for help and also snacks from our foreign listeners because I like snacks. Send me snacks. Okay, please.
0: okay. She's had way more <laughs> time in the sun than what she was allowed. I had
1: freedom. Bye everybody. Bye!